Would you rather smell like a fart or listen to us answer questions for an hour? Ask me anything. Part two. Center chat. Let's talk. Welcome to the Center Cut Center Chat. I'm Dave. And I am Michael. And you have stumbled into part two of our Ask Me Anything. Woo-woo. Woo. If you haven't listened to part one, go check that out and then come back or listen to this one and then that one. You could do it in whatever order you'd like. Yep. That's the beauty of technology. They're all there. But we have the second half of 40 some odd questions that we're going to answer posed to us by our listeners and yeah anything else we need to talk about or should we just get right into it no let's get right into it we love you all yes we do at 103.9 the sean asks fellow podcaster what four things would you bring with you on a deserted island but you have to answer with wrong answers only wrong answers only okay i went with Mm -hmm. a generator a widescreen tv a set of all six seasons of Lost on DVD, and a shake weight. Makes sense. So my answers were Dunkaroos, Tanning Oil, my PS5, and Michael. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is. those are some wrong answers for sure. <laughs> yep. You would be absolutely useless. Next question here from Kay or Nan from Unearth Gems podcast, friend of the show fellow podcaster Mm. what pets do dave and his wife have and what pets do michael and his wife want i can answer both of these i think so me and my wife have two dogs they're both rescues and they're named kent and blue kent is named after clark kent because that's what the place named him and blue is named after the name of the car from psych and if i had to guess i would say that michael never wants another pet ever yeah, that's my answer. It's none, none pets. No, the the real answer here is I want none forever, but Ashley will want pets always. Uh, she's definitely a dog person, but I bet if I had to, I could talk her down to a bunny. When we first started dating, she had a she already had a dog, Monty, and he was like seven or eight. So when we moved in together, I was like, fine, this thing won't live forever. It's already so old. I'm very anti-pet. They're just, they're just too dirty for my liking. But Then, of course, this guy lived until he was fucking 16, but I can't complain too much. He was a good dog, all things considered. He shit on my floor more than I care for, but whatever. He was a good dog. But no, I don't want any pets ever again. Thank you for asking, Kay. I killed a pet bunny when I was a kid. On purpose? No, by accident. I had a pet bunny. I think his name was Coco or Chocolate. I don't know. It was something chocolate related. What the fuck are you drinking out of? (laughs) The hell was that? Oh, my God. You couldn't put that in a glass like an adult. No, this comes in like this. This is how I buy it. <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just totally derailed. It's this big. Why would I put it in a glass? It would be like two sips. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a bunny named Chocolate or Cocoa or I don't know, something sweets related because I'm, I'm fat. And <laughs> I I gave him the same affliction because my dad would feed him every day. And then I didn't know my dad was feeding him and I would also feed him and eventually he got so overweight and obese that he couldn't live anymore. That's horrible, David. I'm sorry that happened to you. I know. And to Coco. Poor Coco or chocolate or the nougat <laughs> or whatever his name was. Sweets, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. 
All right, another question. Well, this is our first question in this episode from Baron's House of Chaos podcast. Chris and Kat asking us, what exotic animal would you be and why? I think I would be a panda. Is that considered exotic? I think it is, right? Yeah. There's only so many of them left, so I, I think it's exotic. If it's endangered, it's exotic. That's the rule. Yeah. I just think they get pampered as all hell, and people are constantly trying to get them to get it on. I'd have all the bamboo I could eat. My captors would be actively trying to get me laid. It's a no-brainer, in my opinion. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'd be a hippo, mainly because it's okay to be fat. I like to swim, and I'd be deadly as fuck. I think we both have great answers here. Yeah, those are good answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next question is from friend of the show. First question this episode is, Charlin, on an average day, how many pigeons do you think you could carry? On an average day, I could carry five pigeons. On a warm day, I could carry four. (laughs) Here's my reasoning. (laughs) I could carry a pigeon in each hand, a pigeon under each arm, and a pigeon between my legs, if absolutely necessary. If it was warm, chances are it would be getting a little sweaty down in the leg area, and I wouldn't be able to hang on to that bastard. So four, if I'm sweaty, five on a normal day. I can carry so many more pigeons than you, but I have many things to qualify here. Doubt it. So are they alive or dead? Alive. Okay. What qualifies as carrying? Like, could I tie strings to their legs and then hold the string as they fly above me? And if they're dead, I guess same thing. Can I tie strings to them and then just drag them? Or do they have to be on my person? (laughs) I don't think that's how flight works, but I did it by on your person. On my person. Yeah, if I had if I had a basket full of dead birds, I could carry a bunch too. Well, that's what I'm saying, but if, okay. Or if I had a basket, you know, a cage filled with a bunch of live birds, I could carry a bunch too. No instruments allowed. Just you and your bare hands. I don't know, man, because like... I don't, I don't know, man. No, but it, if I can carry a big bucket and then I'm still carrying it. Like, I can put all the pigeons in the bucket. I'd be carrying them. So I think in, we're talking like tens of pigeons. They they weigh about two to three pounds a piece. So I think like 40 plus I can I can put four in my pocket. So I'm talking 44 pigeons if I can use a bucket. I was assuming I was naked. Okay, so no buckets. That's why the sweat in the crotch came into consideration. Ah, okay. Okay, because I think... Because no tools. But you can wear clothes. Who, They're tools. No one said you, could, you had to be naked carrying nope, pigeons. Yep. It is how many pigeons can I carry, not how many pigeons can my pants carry. Yeah, but you're... Oh, my God. Do you do carry your keys every day? No, my pants carry my keys and I carry my pants. That's not that's not how it works. That's exactly how it works. No, it's not. I can wear clothes. I would stuff a bunch up my shirt and then tuck the shirt in. That depends on how desperate I am to carry them. Like if I'm going to make a bunch of money, if I can fit a certain number, I'm going to go all out like that. But if it's just for pleasure, I'm not putting pigeons up my shirt. I'm just not. Zero pigeons. (laughs) Zero. Zero pigeons because I'm not picking up one pigeon and getting swine flu. Okay, let's say I'm naked then to your weird theory of carrying pigeons naked. Can you carry more than my five? Yes. If I if I cradle them in my arms, I I think I could at least do twelve to fourteen cradled in my arms. You've clearly never carried a bird. Because they don't want to stay with you. Period. No, they're but I can freeze them. What? (laughs) With with what? Your freeze ray? No, just I'll put them in the freezer first. But now they're not living birds. They're still alive. You've just ki- frozen. You've killed them in the freezer. No, they're not dead. They're not dead. Once once they thaw out, they're alive. Oh, so you've just yourself invented cryo sleep. I mean, you don't think you can freeze an animal and then thaw it out and they're alive again? Can I just freeze you right now and then thaw you out and you'd be living a week from now? I thought so. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're the worst. My answer is if I can use a bucket, the answer is 44. Four in my pockets. If I can't use a bucket, then I'm going to say 18. Four in the pocket and then 12 to 14 cradling. Final answer, lock it in. Oh my God, no way. This is another one of those instances where I would give any amount of money to see this come to fruition and see how many live pigeons you could carry because there's no way on God's green earth you could carry more than like six and that's like for a millisecond before they all fly away. I mean, I still, I I would still argue that you could tie strings to them because like if you're walking down the street with a, a balloon on a string, are you carrying that balloon? The answer is yes. You're carrying that balloon. I don't know about that. I I would say I'm carrying a balloon. Hey, yeah, I was walking down the street the other day and I was carrying two balloons. Yeah, like that's a that's a normal sentence. I could hold a bunch of them on strings. I also don't think you understand how flight works. What do you mean? I tie a string to their leg. They can't fly away from me. I Yeah, but I don't know that they would even be able to fly with a string tied to their leg. Well, then I just drag them. Or carry them about my person. Regardless, I'm I'm gonna go with forty four. Sorry that I tried to answer this question humane to pigeons. Jesus. <laughs> All right. At superficial Mel's Mel's from Damn Fine TV. Another question from her as she asked a bunch in the last one, has a few more on this one. If you could watch only one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? I thought long and hard about this one. I wanted to pick something different. But I just couldn't pick anything other than my favorite movie of all time, Freddy Got Fingered. We did a movie challenge on Instagram that we created last year. And if you want to see my full thoughts on it, you can find the post there. But in short, I don't care what anybody says. That movie is not the same as all other gross out comedies that came out in the early 2000s. Tom Green made avant-garde art with that thing. Watch it with the lens that it's making fun of those movies and you will be surprised. Now. This is not just a me thing. There are other people who think this thing is good. Noted film critic and AV club writer Nathan Rabin has said, quote, Freddy Got Fingered really holds up. It's not perfect, but it's explosively, diabolically funny and one of the weirdest, most abrasive and just plain insane movies ever to come out of Hollywood. And Chris Rock had it listed on his website as one of his favorite movies. <laughs> I don't believe you just referenced Chris Rock's favorite movies as, yeah. as, a, as a defining factor for what makes it great. I'm just saying other people think it's good. It's not just me. I just think he got $15 million to make a movie, Tom Green, and he was like, okay, you dumb bastard. Look what I'm going to do. I just had to go with it because it's the movie I've watched the most. And at one point in college, I watched it every single night for almost a month straight. And I've quoted it so much that Ashley even quotes one of the lines... And she only watched it begrudgingly once on my birthday. And if you need any more convincing to go watch Freddy Got Fingered right now, Shaq is in it and he has sex with Tom Green's mom. Wow. That was a lot. I mean, it's not the answer. It's an answer. <laughs> my answer, get ready, is Mulholland Drive. Here is my argument. If I'm going to be stuck only watching one movie for the rest of my life, I want a movie that is going to make sure that I don't miss movies in any way, shape, or form. If I'm stuck watching one movie, I want it to be so bad that I'm just like comfortable with the fact that I have to do without movies for the rest of my life. And for me, that's my home drive. I hate it. Fair point. I'm so sorry to do that on your question, Mel's, but <laughs> here we are. Wow. He did you dirty. I did do it dirty. Next question here is from friend of the show, Cindy Quick Doodle McGroodle on Instagram. 
Favorite TV characters of all time, except Michael can't say lost characters and Dave can't say psych characters. All right. So we're going to dip back in. If you listen to our first episode, you know that my kind of second favorite TV show that Michael's never seen is 30 Rock. And my answer would be Kenneth Parcell. It's played by Jack McBriar. Just hilarious. And I love him. I think even if I didn't have this caveat of no lost, I would have to choose Michael Scott from The Office. I, I just love him, man. But that is a token answer. I don't want to go that easy. So my backup was Tony Soprano. I know he's also a popular TV show character, but I think in both of those, I like lovable bad guys. I, I just like that they don't realize the things that they say are racist or misogynistic. They just care about themselves so much that they get blinded by it. And they're just trying to get what belongs to them. And that vibes with me. So I'm going to go with Tony Soprano because Michael Scott is a no brainer. All right. At Todd Lydon asks, Panic on Amazon. It was made for you all, and I only watched the first and last. Todd, can you just follow the rules, man? Like, that is not a question. Not even close to a question. The ship has sailed, Todd. Nobody is watching that horrible show, and therefore, we can't cover it. I'm sorry that you wasted your time watching it, but this is sunk cost fallacy at this point. At a certain point, you just have to cut your losses and move on, Todd. Did he only watch the beginning and ending of it? Yep. Oh, well, then we shouldn't be really mean to him. I appreciate the suggestion, Todd, but this isn't the place to do it. (laughs) So sorry, friend. Maybe I'll try and talk Michael into it. Yeah, but go check out his podcast regardless. He's another Toddcast. So many Toddcasts. Also, go check out Panic on Amazon. Apparently, it made for the center cut. (laughs) If you check out Panic on Amazon... And you also think that it would make a good show for us to do. Let us know. Yes. If we get enough suggestions for it, maybe I'll be able to convince Michael to do it. Next question here is from Kay or Nan from Unearthed Gems Pod. Why is Ashley so awesome? Yoga. (laughs) It allows her to really balance her chi and deal with your bullshit. So... Yeah, that kind of relates to my answer. I I am not the easiest person to get along with. Dave can attest. Yeah, no shit. I know this about myself. I'm very particular and I have an addictive personality. So once I get on something, like I'm just going to crush that thing until it's not fun anymore. And Ashley deals with that. And also, she made the cutest baby alive in Frank and continues to take care of him while I work and podcast. I have to say nice things about her because she just started taking jujitsu kickboxing classes with an MMA fighter. So she can probably also kick my ass now. And the real answer to who would win in a fight between Michael and Dave last episode is actually Ashley. Ashley would destroy us both. Tell her not to stand still for too long. I will. That's one thing about Ashley is she cannot sit or be in one place for longer than like 10 minutes. I can't either. That's why I passed out in that Kung Fu class. (laughs) It was karate. It wasn't Kung Fu, but Kung Fu sounds so much cooler. So much cooler. So speaking of Ashley, she asked us a question. She asked, if you could come back in another life, would you come back as a man or woman? I'm kind of of the mind that it would be nice to try all the flavors, but I think having a penis is easier, obviously. 100%. But I also think there are advantages to being women, too. Like, you have the ability to create another human life. I can only imagine how rewarding that must feel. Taxing, debilitating, insane, yes, but rewarding. I can never have that feeling as a man. And somewhere way down on that list, but certainly still there, is the fact that I could sell my body. Nobody is going to pay me for my OnlyFans, 
But even if I was a fat, warty, frying pan faced bitch, like there are some farmer dudes out there who would pay big money for me to just take pictures of myself bending over or over a hay bale or to masturbate with a roll of lifesaver candies. I would totally use my body if I was a woman. It's just that nobody wants my big hairy boy pics. That being said, I'm going to stick with the devil that I know. Men still have more rights in some states, and that is a travesty, but I know what it's like to be a man, so I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I kind of had the same the same general ideas like I would love kind of a change of pace and to experience something different, but it depends on the time we're coming back, right? Like if we're talking like I'm going to come back right when I die, then chances are it won't be much different than what it is now. But if we're talking like 200 years from now, okay, well, maybe women will be equal, if not greater than being a man does afford some advantages as shitty as it is to say. So yeah, that would that would be my choice if it's right after our current life. But if, if we're talking kind of down the road, if I'm going to chill like 200 years in cryo freeze before I come back, then it might be a, might be a woman choice for me. Interesting. Next question here is, uh, again, from at Dynamic Seth on Instagram, a fellow podcaster and friend of the show from Thirst for Knowledge podcast. Most memorable thing either of you has said on a podcast? Oh, boy. So my most memorable thing is from our Human Centipede episode, which is way back. And that was in somewhere in the first 10 episodes or so, I think. Episode four. Correctly. Episode four. And... It was a conversation about the worst way to die, and I talked about how it would really suck to have your arms cut off and put where your legs are and your legs cut off and put where your arms are. We got into a a heated discussion about, you know, how that would impact my life, and I said that I would probably end up looking like Earthworm Jim and my penis would be hanging out the top of my shirt. And it was very fun, and it was it was a good time, and I I still almost feel like our our Human Semitube episode was was up there, so if you haven't checked it out, go back and check it out, because it is very good. As hard as it is to listen to, it's very good. Yeah, this question was hands down the hardest question of all 42 questions for me to answer. And not because I've said many memorable things. Most of what I've said the past year and a half has been either too filthy to repeat or way too verbose to make any sense. But I just I wanted to pick something from one of our guest spots since it said a podcast, not our podcast. What is something memorable that you've said on another podcast? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, well, I don't know. I've, we've had so many great guest spots along the way, but I don't remember shit, which is the problem there. So cop out answer, but our most liked slash viewed Instagram post is far and away me talking about taking baths as a kid and pretending my penis and balls were a little island with a palm tree from our The Abyss episode. So apparently people are into that sort of thing. Bunch of molesters, if, if you ask me. But that's my answer, talking about my penis and balls as an island in my childhood bath. I think my penis island art contributed a lot to that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it <laughs> But it was it was a, a great anecdote. You've had you've had quite a few memorable, ridiculous anecdotes. <laughs> Cucumbers and hammer handles come into mm. into mind. Also sticking a squash down your pants is another one. That, uh, yeah. that comes to mind. So you, you've had quite a few uh, little little anecdotes that are rather <laughs> memorable. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Another question from Baron's House of Chaos podcast. What our favorite podcast episode is and why? This is going to sound corny, but I'm actually going to go with one of these two Ask Me Anything episodes. You're the worst. No, the fact is that the worst in less than two years, we've created something and are part of a community 
where we could actually get people to ask us random questions that aren't about a TV show or movie. We are nothing without our listeners. And if you're hearing this, even if I've never met you in person, you're fucking awesome. You really are. Thank you for the continued support. Kissy face emoji. It is awesome that we have all these amazing listeners, but fuck all y'all. Human Centipede is our best episode. I don't think it is anymore, David. I think it was early on, but I, I think we have better episodes. Oh, no. I still think it's so good. I just laughed through that, that whole episode. I could listen to myself talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good time for a break. Uh, yeah, because I have something in my eye. And I just cannot get it handled. <laughs> Saturn <Center> commercials. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. If you're smart and attractive podcasters, you know, like us, Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. You get paid a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you're going to get, and you just have to read the ads, like I'm doing right now. Spooky. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Center Cut, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. You know you want to be like us. All right. Our next question here is from at Superficial Mel's, Mel's from Damn Fine TV. Would you rather have your breath smell like a bad fart or laugh like a fart sound? Quick clarification. I'm assuming that we cannot take care of our bad breath. Nope. It is always going to smell like a fart. Yep. In which case, laughing fart sound seems much more appropriate, mainly because of the times in which that would come into play. I can control when I'm laughing or not laughing, and eventually all my friends would know, and it would almost make the situation even funnier because my fart laugh would be just hilarious because who doesn't laugh at a fart? But if I was like in an interview and telling someone why I was a great candidate for this job and I just smelled like ass, it wouldn't go over well. So fart sound sounds the, like it makes the most sense. I am on the other side of the token here. My breath already smells like a bad fart half the time. So it'd be an <laughs> easier transition for me. Plus, I could just wear a mask. People wouldn't think it's that weird nowadays. And I love laughing and I wouldn't want it to be ruined by some weird ass. <laughs> Like, no, thanks. I'm going to go fart breath. Here's an issue, though. Okay, so if your argument is wearing a mask, which agreed is an interesting argument. You know, right now, if you like wear a mask for too long or if your breath kind of smells and you're breathing in there, it's like now the world isn't dealing with it, but I'm dealing with it 100% of the time. Would you be able to just wear a mask? Now all you can smell is your fart breath all the time. That sounds like a nightmare. I already told you my breath smells like bad farts half the time as it is. You should see a doctor <laughs> or a dentist at the very least, because they're not doctors. <laughs> All right. So our other damn fine friend, a damn fine witch, a Jasmine, has asked, what's the weirdest dream you've ever had? I have the weirdest freaking dreams. I knew you were going to have a good one for this. I actually have a dream journal word file on my computer that I have kept for years as part of the memoir that I've been writing on and off for the past 10 years. And Cindy of Doodlist fame has even drawn some illustrations for it. I still want to make this into a podcast. Yeah, it might be. So I cracked open that baby. I pulled one of the dreams at random because I just I couldn't pick one. So I'm going to read this word for word from my dream journal. <clears throat> I was being chased by a giant man. 
His pants were sleek and brown. His face was the opposite. To escape, I climbed up a telephone pole. Hours passed. The large man was too uncoordinated to climb, so he just stood at the bottom and glared angrily, intermittently shouting obscenities. As time passed, my grip began to loosen, but I still hung on like a booze-addled koala. Eventually, the pale bastard grew weary and left. When I tried to move, I was too weak and got caught on a large wooden splinter. I died. Wow. <laughs> so you actually experience your own death? That's a bad thing. Yeah. You know that? Oh, yeah. I die a lot in my dreams. Wow. That's not great. I should find another co-host. A lot of the times I wake up when I die. Like I die and then immediately I flash to waking up. That's happened to me one time and I got shot. Yeah. And then immediately woke up. I got shot once in a dream. And then when I woke up, I couldn't speak for like 20 minutes. Wow. I tried to speak and literally words wouldn't come out. Yeah, I got shot in my dream. And now if I really think back to it, I, w- I got shot and it was in an elevator. I think it might have been, I might have shot myself because I was in an elevator with you fucking some chick. <laughs> Throwback to part one, if you want to know what that joke means. So I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Very, very rarely do I remember dreams. And even if I remember them, I remember them for like a few days and then they're gone. And I can't remember them, mainly because my memory is shitty. But I, for whatever reason, like if I do remember a dream, it's only for a few seconds when I wake up. I'm like, wow, that was weird. And then when Emily wakes up an hour later, I'm like, I had a weird dream last night. She's like, what was it? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) So for me, this was difficult. But uh, one that I've had recently, and it's not really weird. It's just shitty. I was at work and I was waiting to hear back about a job that I interviewed for. And literally everyone everywhere had gotten the job. Like they were getting emails constantly saying like, I got it, I got it. But for whatever reason, I had an appointment with the hiring manager and I had to go convince them that I was a good fit for the job. But everyone else just got it out of the gate. And while I was doing that, there was a nuclear attack and then I woke up. Wow. And you didn't get the job. And then I didn't get the job in real life either. Oh, I I just, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in the dream. Damn. Ouch. So not really weird, just shitty. Yours is weird though. Yep. The guy with the brown pants, but. Not a brown pale skin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Which is a a very interesting way of saying that, but that's fine. (laughs) All right. Next question here is from fellow podcast Cinecraptaculus. They watch some bad movies, as you can tell by the title. If you were to promote this on any self-promoting Instagram account, which would you choose and why? So my initial answer is none because they're the worst. I hate them. But then my actual answer is Emperor Records. <laughs> they were the first one that hit us up. I feel like they hit our Instagram hard for like months and they tried really hard. I uh, I have to say Emperor Records. If I was going to be forced to do it, they're the ones I would go to. David, same page. I went with Emperor Records as well. I just think I think they also meant Empire Records and they just couldn't spell properly. It really showcases their strong work. I just don't get it. Like, are people really out there falling for that shit? Like, if you want to promote me, promote me, you non-fluent English bitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't need my my comment back to promote me. <laughs> just like, promote me. I don't me. need to DM you to say, yeah, do it. Yeah, just, just do it. <laughs> just grab the post and fucking do it. If you really want to, do it. Yep. Those bastards, Emperor <laughs> Records. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Another question from at Toddcast Pod. Does Ron Burgundy smell like sandpaper? Full disclosure, I think Ackerman is overrated. There, I said it. Fuck you. Here's the thing. I'm not anti-feral. Like, Step Brothers is probably a top 25 comedy for me. Anchorman just doesn't do it for me, man. So, yes, I do think he smells like sandpaper because he's grating. Gross. 
No, I, I love Anchorman. I love Ron Burgundy. I didn't like the first one far better than the second one, naturally. But that's like m- one of my top comedies of all time. I, I really enjoy it. So because I enjoy it, I was confused because it felt like they were kind of trying to make a reference here, but I don't know what that reference is. But if anything, he would smell like rich mahogany. So no, he doesn't smell like sandpaper. He smells like rich mahogany because his apartment has many leather bound books. So wouldn't rich mahogany have to have been sandpapered to be rich? Yeah, but then the wood doesn't just hold the sandpaper smell. Okay. All right. Sandpapering wood doesn't transfer the smell of sandpaper to the wood. Okay. Also, sandpaper doesn't really have a scent. Oh, I think so. Really? How much sandpaper have you been around? I've had my fair share of sandpaper near my nostrils in my day. Your fair share of sandpaper, (laughs) huh? Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Next question here is from friend of the show, Kay, from Unearthed Gems Pod. If you went on an all-expenses-paid trip to the deepest ocean or the driest desert, which one would you choose? This sounds like your worst nightmare, because either way, you're going to be wet. (laughs) My answer is desert. The reason I answer that is because there is some fucked up shit in the deep oceans. <laughs> some seriously fucked up shit, like an eerie anglerfish. Have you ever heard of one of those? I would not want to go deep in the ocean. When you're when you're like near the top of the ocean, it's like, oh yeah, look at all these tropical fish, nice, cool, oh, a coral reef. You get down in the depths where like there's no light and like all the fish just glow like crazy assholes and they're all like goddamn like prehistoric monsters no thanks that's a fair point but i have made it abundantly clear many times on this podcast that i hate being hot and sweaty so enough said yeah and i just think if you give me one of those underwater things like from the life aquatic i'm set man i can look at all the cool things within a deep submersible little submarine guy yeah so I'm, i'm definitely going ocean on this one desert sucks all right, another question from Damn Fine Witch Jasmine over at Damn Fine TV. Another fuck Mary kill from them. This one is Twin Peaks related. Fuck Mary kill Leo, Leland, and Jacques Renault. Yeah, so if you're not sure who these people are, you should probably go watch Twin Peaks and then check out our episodes on the show and then all of their other episodes because Jasmine and Mel's are great. Yeah, and they're currently covering all the episodes going back and they're huge fans, so it's interesting to listen to. Yes. Fun. Now, that being said, I think you have to kill Leo or Leland. And for me, I would kill Leo. He's trash before he gets shot and good for nothing after he gets shot. I would have to do everything around the house and he'd just be spitting oatmeal at me. (laughs) Now, Leland, he's got some good dance moves, Mm -hmm. but you can't stick around or he'll just drug me all the time and push me down the stairs while he kills my niece in the living room. So... I have to kill Leo. I'm gonna fuck Leland, and that just leave Jacques to marry. <laughs> You're gonna marry Jacques, huh? I am because pre being strangled, I presume we're talking about. He's just he's fat, so we'd eat good. I could deal with that. Log it in. All right, so literally complete opposite. <laughs> I hated Jacques as a character, so he can die. So I'm killing Jacques. I would marry Leland Sans Bob. Just regular Leland. Because uh, he's wise and he's awesome. I don't know that you can do Sans Bob, though. Bob is part of him. Uh, okay, fine. I'll give it to you. All right. You twisted my arm. Ah, perfect. Yeah, really. Good argument. I mean, that's the great thing about Twin Peaks is nothing is accurate. Everything can be argued. 
Yep. And I would fuck Leo because I guess he's kind of the most attractive of the three of them, I suppose. Um, so, pre brain problems. <laughs> I think he's more attractive post brain problems. Then you could just have your way. Oh, no, that's that's because you'd like just like to have your way. Huh? Yeah, I, I actually th- I think I think Ray Wise is more attractive than Eric DeRay personally, but ponytail man? i agree with that but oh. if i had to pick who i'm gonna marry oh right okay leland was i i went with mary first unlike you who was just like i'm gonna decide who to kill and who to fuck and then we'll just whoever's left is the person i'm gonna marry it's like who i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with comes at the top of the list and then i'll figure out everyone else after that fair enough next question here is from Mel's, also at damn fine tv what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you oh yeah so um i was in college, I was out with my friends and we were walking and it was like early evening, probably going to a party or something. And parkour was really big on YouTube and I thought I was hot shit. And there was this area that had a flight of stairs and there were like multiple railings that went up the stairs and they were all like four or five feet apart. I was like, yeah, I could, ju- I could just jump between those. Like, I could definitely do that. Easy. I got up on the first one, made it to the second one, amazingly. <laughs> And the third one, my foot hit the bar and slid off of it, and I fucking destroyed my nuts on the railing. Like, just destroyed it. And all my friends were just standing there, like, mouth agape, laughing hilariously at me. And it was it was pretty terrible. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I don't embarrass easy, as most people who listen to this podcast should know by now. I'm, I'm an open book, so my answer is not a moment, but more of a just thing I'm embarrassed about myself with i've had this i guess it's like a nervous tick type of thing since i was a teenager i just do it mindlessly but i think i tend to do it more when i'm anxious i bite the skin on my knuckles so because i've been biting and pressing on them for like 20 years at this point that's really weird yeah they look pretty horrible so people just assume that they're warts but but no i'm just a (laughs) psycho who chews on his own skin hold your knuckles up to the camera i want to see them oh my god how have i never noticed that that's my thing you're probably going to have serious Alzheimer's in your fingers, I bet. I don't think you're going to have Alzheimer's in your fingers. fingers. <laughs> Not Alzheimer's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think you mean arthritis. There it is. That's the word. <laughs> My fingers completely forgot how to work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So our next question comes through from Cindy at Quick Doodle McGroodle on Instagram. And she asks, if you could be sure that no one else would ever find out, would you have consensual sex with a dolphin? (laughs) The flaw in this question is that how do you know it's consensual? Let's assume it is. But how do you know? No, you could could see it in the eyes. (laughs) You could just tell, like, the, the dolphin just turns over and looks at you and is like, let's do this. <laughs> How do dolphins have sex anyway? Like, do they, do girl dolphins have vaginas or is that what the blowhole is for? That's a serious question. I don't know anything about animal autonomy. And here's anatomy. a serious answer. I did some research. All right. Yes. I'm glad because you weren't sure either. No, I wasn't sure either because some, some animals do sex real weird. Yeah. 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 Dolphins do have vaginas and penises. Okay. They are just really fucked in the shape that they are. Okay. I don't know how to explain a dolphin's <laughs> vagina accurately. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does it look like? Like, what's I don't the shape? see. I don't. Is it an see, oval? Yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm trying to know. It's it is all kinds of things, my friend. I oh, man, I like really can't imagine. No, it's. It's so much more than that. (laughs) 
I really, I really don't know how to describe it. It has some serious twists and turns. But here's the weird thing is that the penis is also weirdly shaped, so they kind of fit well together. Hmm. But I think that one is that the dolphin penis is like two inches. Hmm. So I don't know that we would get a whole lot of enjoyment out of it. Like if the male dolphin is... No, I'm saying that is if, if that is what the female dolphin's vagina is built to accept. Ah, gotcha. I don't know that we would really be able to, you know, get in there, you know? Could you use the blowhole? I mean, I, I, I think that that is just like the ultimate blowjob, right? I mean, it's right there in the name. I don't think I could do it, David. I don't think I could do it. My answer is no. Here's what I said is my actual answer in my notes. I'll read it word for word. No. I did a lot of disturbing research about dolphin genitals, and let me just put it this way. I don't think it would be a good fit. Literally and figuratively. Yep, both. All right. I wish I could explain to the listeners what the shape of a dolphin vagina is. I think we're just, that's going to have to be our Instagram picture for this episode. <laughs> it's just oh, a dolphin's well, vagina. Yeah, I mean, that'll work. Or maybe we'll just link some dolphin genitalia in the show notes. Either way. Perfect. Last question for the Ask Me Anything Center chat. We love all of you people. This one is from Charlin. What are you proud of but never have an excuse to talk about? Guys, we've talked about it before, so it kind of doesn't fit in this question. (laughs) (laughs) But I really love video games. I play them a lot. And I am really good at Skyrim. Like, really good at it. I've probably played over 300 hours of Skyrim. Wow! Which is coming up on the amount of time I would have to watch my parents fuck to not have sex with them. Once again, listen to part one if you don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, I know I know every little trick, every little shortcut. I am very good at the game and I've played a lot of it. But no one ever wants to talk about Skyrim these days, you know? That is a lot of time. That's a lot of commitment, David. I'm committed to fictional characters inside my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my answer is, I guess, more serious or less funny than that. What's funny about Skyrim? Huh? Nothing. Nothing is funny about Skyrim. Watch your tongue, sir. I have mentioned it before how I used to be a rapper, but what I haven't mentioned is that I also wrote two albums worth of lyrics that my brother Brian wrote and recorded music to. The first one was just acoustic, but he taught himself how to play drums and bass for the second one. We wrote 12 songs. It was supposed to be titled A Year in Flames, and each song was January through December. So like track one was January, track two February, etc. He ended up only doing demos for it and then got too busy with work, etc. But I'm still proud of writing it all. And because I'm an oversharer, after the closing credits here, before the outro, I'll have one of my favorites from the set, track 11, November, play us out. Hopefully better than the dick parodies that we heard in the last episode. <laughs> all right. Holy moly. That was that was a whole lot of questions. And we appreciate all of you, each and every single one of you. All of the questions, except for the ones about having sex about with our parents. We don't appreciate those. Nope. Those were very bad, and I hated it. It took my mind to a lot of places I didn't want it to go. No, we do thank you. And David, what do we have coming up next? Holy moly. Next week, we're going to be back to normal episodes. So July 14th will be next Wednesday, and it will be our next main episode. And it will be reviewing A Clockwork Orange with comedian John Bubble. Yeah, John's a funny guy, so check out his page beforehand at Good Morning I Hate You on Instagram. But uh, we'll have him here, and we're going to watch A Clockwork Orange, which is a pretty messed up movie from what I've seen so far. Send us feedback. Um, you know, say, you really fucked up my question bad, guys. You didn't do a good job. 
Or you could say, wow, you you guys are so cool, funny job, I love you. You could do that wherever you want, but mostly in our email at thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Sure can. And also, obviously, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do that as well, my loves. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, David. Like the space between my thigh where the pigeon lives. It's always better in the center. The other day I passed some crosses on the highway And thought, hey, what if that were me? So I spent the week watching the ground plot and accidents Forgetting about all that I could be Constantly nostalgic And I get it I know I'm not the easy type My heart is locked and loaded But I've got nothing in my sights But I I want to thank you For not giving up on me And I I need to thank you For waking me When I was asleep Never given up on me. Up on me.